Hello and welcome to episode 91 of the Game Train podcast. We are streaming live on Twitch on the 1st of October 2020. So for those that are listening on Podbean later, this is when we've actually done the original recording, Carl and I, live on Twitch. We have the chat open here. Everyone's in chat saying good day and all that sort of fun stuff. But joining me as always is Carl the Lyrical Smith. Hello, Carl. Hello, Callan. And I'm your host, Callan Davison. And today we are reviewing Hades. We're going to be looking at Hades, uh, the new roguelike game, which is really, really cool. We're also going to be talking about uh, Mario Galaxy. Uh, Carl got into some Spelunky 2. We'll be talking oh, a little yeah. bit of Tony Hawk, plus the lame love and hype trains as always. But before we get into all that, let's get into the news. <laughs> Okay, leading the news this week is the big one. Microsoft buys ZeniMax, which includes Bethesda, the gaming studio company. What do you think about this? Uh, I think that's the currently the ultimate game changer. I mean, this is one of the biggest entertainment deals in, what, decades? It's probably the biggest entertainment deals we've seen since Disney, the Disney acquisitions. Yeah, and it's, what, more than double? What was that? Two billion? What? Yeah, four what was that? Star Wars, they paid, what, a couple of billion for, didn't they? I think it might have been four. But I all I know is it definitely wasn't 7.5. Yeah, like, yeah. That's, that's oh, a, my God. Yeah, Phil's just walked up there with, like, an open checkbook going, how much do you guys want? I reckon they've gone uh, seven and a half billion. He goes, okay. Hands in the check, and I've gone, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they've gone backstage and went, oh, we should have said 10. We should have said 10. Damn, damn, damn. damn. <laughs> I've done that so much at gigs. He went, oi, let's, let's just say something silly. Let's just go 7.5. And then he, he would have went, oh, 7.5. And he would have taken like half and went, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, no, 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 no. But yeah, what oh. does this mean for the future? Now, Xbox, uh, Microsoft, Phil, Spencer have all come out and said, hey, uh, we want all our games to be playable across everything. Um, we don't believe in exclusive here, but they've now just paid seven and a half billion for a company, which is in the next five years going to produce two of the biggest titles in Star um, Starfield and Elder Scrolls Six. So, yeah. do Microsoft go? Actually, let's make these exclusive, even if it's timed for six months, or do you reckon they just put it on everything straight away? Well, I mean, so. It's tricky because everyone has been coming back on their word lately, right? Yeah. And they are the last ones, I, I think, that they're like hanging on. These last people holding on to their like, you know, the latest. Whatever's been said in like past decades is different. But their, their latest mantra is we want games to be playable everywhere. You know, we'd have Game Pass on everything if we could. They did have a stint where they tried to have it on like... Um, Switch. On the Switch, yeah. And they, you know, they nearly got there, but didn't quite get there. So... It'd be interesting to see if they come back on their word, like so many others have in different, you know, belief systems and all that. But, you know, they could be cheeky and just, I think them having a day and date on Game Pass for free, mm-hmm. like, you know, to Game Pass subscribers is just huge. But I, I wonder if maybe they'll be a bit cheeky and make it like a premium price, you know, like instead of 80 or 90 bucks, make it 120 to buy it on a PlayStation. Yeah, and but but it's free on Game Pass or something like like that. Like, yeah, look, I I think they'll go of the timed exclusive the uh, approach of six to twelve months, like we've seen with 
Final Fantasy VII Remake, etc. from the Sony side of things. Um, yeah, I but, think you might be right. But what's, the easiest is, what's way. interesting is that um, under the whole Bethesda logo, which now Microsoft owns, Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo are both... Oh, we got a follow. Hey! one Welcome follow. aboard the Game Train. Thank you so much for the follow. Um... Welcome. Uh, Deathloop and um, Ghostwire Tokyo are both Bethesda games, which are timed exclusive on PlayStation, and Microsoft are letting them get away with it. They're just like, okay. Well, I mean, you know, it's not so much get, letting them get away with it. I'm sure there's contracts involved. Yeah. And contracts are contracts. It doesn't matter if you buy a company or not, if you sign something. In, but it still really does look like good guy Microsoft. And the weird thing, and it could only be in this freaking year, but... Microsoft are launching two Sony exclusives. Like it's just yeah, it's, so it's, weird. it's some weird thing. But yeah, I think it's a six, uh, I think it's six months on Deathloop and Ghostwire. So you know, by by like May next year, we'll see Deathloop on the on the um, Game Pass store and all that anyway. So that'll be cool when all that happens. Yeah, and it'll be cool to say like even even though it's six months, I bet even like three. Two months out, they'll be like, hey, guys, this is coming for free yeah. to Game Pass subscribers. You know, like, it's such a big oh, deal. Yeah. They could win, even though it's a six-month um, exclusive. I reckon Sony will get maybe four max out of it. Because once you start hearing, uh, you know, if you have both consoles or you're thinking about which consoles to get and you're thinking about these particular games, once you start hearing, oh, it's free with Game Pass, you're like, oh, well, I'll just wait. I'll wait two more months and get it on that. We won't be waiting, though. We'll be reviewing it straight up like we do with everything else. Yeah, we certainly will. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yes, so uh, what else have we got in the news? Oh, here we go. Pokemon Sword and Shield, The Crown Tundra, comes out November 6th. You can catch all the legendary Pokemon across the two games, uh, depending on which ones you get in your trade with mates and all that sort of stuff. So November 6th, Pokemon's put their hand up, jumped into the ring for that busy period of the year. Wow. Yeah. November 6th. All right. Why yeah. not? Yeah. I, I bet you can't wait for that one, Carl. I bet you're very excited. I'm, I'm writing it down right now in my calendar so I don't forget. That's what I'm actually doing. Wow. Uh, oh, goody Pokemon, I'm calling it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Go. Brave timing, says Schmitty. I agree. I agree. It's very brave timing because... I feel that news is just going to get swept under the rug with the next gen on on us. Everything else that's happening, you know, it's oh going to be There's so much. Assassin's news. Creed, yeah, Cyberpunk, hopefully. Watch Dogs. Yep. Um, so it, um, Jason Schreier has written an article saying that Cyberpunk staff have been asked to crunch, even though Cyberpunk, um, friggin', uh, Cyberpunk, um, City Project Red came out and said. We're not going to ask our staff to crunch this one, but then they are actually crunching. So mm. what, what's your opinions on this, Carl? Oh, that's a that's a hot take question right there. I'm uh, very curious to hear yours right after as well. But uh, this is a tough one. Like crunch is, is yucky. Crunch is not healthy. And, and it's a, you know, it's a, it's, it's a shitty thing to happen in any industry. Mm -hmm. But um, like, we don't know all the details. Uh, and from what it looks like, instead of making people work overtime or late into the night or like massive hours for the end last, like, ooh, what is this? Maybe uh, I want to say there's eight weeks to go on on what has been a, ooh, what's it been like 10, ooh, 
It's been many years. Well, yeah. since 2000, was it 2014 when they did The Witcher 3? 15 was Witcher 3, yeah. Right. So yeah. it's been... 2012, 2012 was when I think they first announced they were working on it. So it's been a long eight wow. years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, you know, it's eight years and it's, ooh, I want to like, I do think that maybe this, I could be wrong about this, but I think that this is probably the most hyped for and uh, game that's built as much hype since GTA five before release. Like we don't yeah. know what'll happen after. Yeah. Could be a piece of shit game. Could be the best game ever made. Yeah. Somewhere in between. But I think it's the most hyped piece of entertainment since GTA Five, and like, you know, eight to ten years in the making. Whatever, however, however long it's been. Ooh, it's a tricky one, and they're like so close to it. And I know they want to release when they release, and yeah. they've said that they don't want to ever do this crunch period. You know, this working their people harder than they should. And from the email, it seems like it says that they've added an extra day to the week, so it's a six-day week instead of a five-day week for the next. Yeah. Eight weeks until launch. Yeah, it's uh, <sighs> it's a I don't tough know, one, like, isn't it? Like, is it because of the publisher Bandai Namco saying we still wanted to release on this date, no more delays, and they're like, shit, trying to get there yeah. now. Like, could that maybe, be what or, happened to? Maybe they're just because it's a current gen release. Maybe they are just too scared of being pushed too too much further past the release of the uh, next gen consoles, which is the week before. So just to be yeah. clear, if anyone doesn't know. Cyberpunk comes out on November 19th, and the next-gen consoles are November 10 for Xbox, 12 for PlayStation. Yep. So it's all really close. Which takes us into our next topic, which is one that's confusing me. Every every article I read says something different, is that the PlayStation 4 and 5 save games. Some PlayStation 4 save games won't go across the PlayStation 5. Some will go across the PlayStation 5. Yeah, that's that's a really scary one for me. Like, not just scary, it's just a kind of a bit annoying. Like, I've just read about all the really cool additions they're adding into Spider-Man. Yep. And their new Spider-Man game. And there's, you can't buy that game. You can only get it if you get the special edition Miles Morales. Mm -hmm. So you can't just buy the special edition Spider-Man game. So do I buy Miles Morales? Because I definitely want to play that, 100%. That's what I'm playing. Yep. Do I get that or do I get the special edition one? And it would be a no-brainer. I would 100% get the special edition one if I could just jump in and see all the cool new changes in Spider-Man without having to do the whole game again. Yeah. I've done, I've unlocked all the costumes. Exa I've seen everything. E exactly. I, I, I had someone, I was talking to someone about this today and they were like, oh, but, um, you know, what's the point of buying a game again if you're not going to play it from the start again? Why just pick up from your save game? I said, well... Um, I'm worried about my Tony Hawk save games on PlayStation because I've gone through that game. I've unlocked a bunch of stuff, got all my trick slots open, all this stuff. I don't want to have to do that again on, on PlayStation 5. I want that save game to carry across. I want all my all my yeah. stuff to be there, you know? I it don't work. Like, what a silly argument that Yeah, is. exactly. It's like, I know it wouldn't take me long to unlock like the, the trick slots and um, go through and get all the items and the levels again. But still, it's, it's, it's painful because I've done that three times on three consoles now so yeah um, i don't think that it's very valid because like for example watchdogs legion comes out yeah on this current gen yes on the 29th of october yes exactly two weeks before ps5 now yep. the ps5 version is going to come out two to three weeks after the launch because of some sort of delay and i'm not sure why okay but wouldn't it be easy to just like if we were super excited we just buy it on our playstation 4 well, I was going to buy it on PlayStation 4 on. to 
get the upgrade, but they don't do that on PlayStation. It's Xbox that's doing the free upgrade. I know. And that's what I mean. Like, you don't want to just start again just because, like, why get it again if you're not going to start again? Like, I don't understand that argument. It just feels yeah. like, no, I want to continue my save. Thank you very much. Yeah. You know, and, you know, for people like us who we won't get the Xbox launch one, we're going to get it a little bit later. So, and we're so excited to try Cyberpunk. And I really want to play it on an Xbox Series X. I'm happy to buy it straight away on Xbox One X to yeah. continue my adventure on the next one. So I wish it was clearer. Yeah. I guess none of this will matter in a year. No, it, it won't. It but at the same time, it's like, oh, there is confusion there. Some games will carry over and some won't. I think that's what's the thing. Like with Xbox, they've said everything will carry across onto your other thing. Even Xbox 360 saves. Yeah, that's incredible. So, you know, my Skate 3 progress will go on to the next generation. That's so which, cool. which is pretty like amazing. Loading time. Which is pretty amazing, actually, to, to yeah, think that. Is. So have you got any other news for us? Uh, no, except, I mean, that was kind of news that I kind of slipped in there with the Watch Dogs Legion is going to, the PS5 version isn't going to be ready on the launch date for PS5. It's going to come out two to three weeks later, whereas the Xbox Series X version will be ready on November 10 straight right. away. So this means... There's something going on with the internal parts of these systems, which kind of remind me of PS3 and Xbox 360 days, where both consoles were very different to develop for. Whereas yeah. our current generation, PS4 and Xbox One, are very similar. We're hearing from all different developers, so they can kind of make both versions at yeah. the same time and just you know change things. Well, this because of the stuff like the PlayStation pattern and SSD and all that that they've got running. Very much could be, yeah. So I don't. I hope. I hope for the sake of the PlayStation that all this extra time it comes out being as good, if not better, than the Xbox version. Because mm -hmm. if it takes two to three extra weeks to come out and it's not as good, this is not going to look very good for the PlayStation this early in the generation. No, but look, PlayStation um, will come smashing back when they start releasing their big guns. Oh, they definitely will. They will. Like, Except, I, I, know, I, I, think, like, I, I think this is going to be a far more interesting generation of console war than we saw current gen current gen was a one-way street playstation just fucking danced down the street and that was it you know oh yeah uh but I, I, think, I think this time we're going to see especially if the acquisitions microsoft have done and you know we're not going to see that pay off for a couple of years but in two to three years time i think the battle is going to be a lot more interesting between the two and i think that it's good yeah. for the consumer adds more competition adds more fun to the discussions while at the moment it's like yeah, PlayStation wins, but I, I love the back and forth discussion of it all as well. So. Yeah, and you want them to like keep pushing each other up. Yeah, having exactly. more exciting reasons to own both. Correct, like, correct. Yeah, so. which oh, I miss. I really miss that from back in the like '64 versus PlayStation and yeah, and the 360 like, versus and, um, PlayStation PS3. Three was was good. Yeah. So yeah, and now even the even the exclusives are going to be fun because. Xbox, oh. not just Bethesda, but they have all those other studios who are working on stuff, which we won't see for about three years. Yeah. All the fruit of that labor. Yeah. And in three years, oh man, some bombs are going to drop. Oh, you know, it's, oh, oh it's going to be God. fun three years time because we'll probably see what, another Last of Us then as well coming out. We'll probably have Spider-Man 2 coming out and then we'll have yeah. um, Elder Scrolls 6 coming out. So it should be fun. And we thought we had to wait so long for Fallout 5, but maybe they're just going to give it to New Vegas 2 so that they can work on that oh, while could, they work on could you imagine Elder it? Scrolls 6. Or or, um, or just like oh. um, Fallout California. Halo Infinite says DMC. Yeah, yeah. amen. Oh, of course. Halo Infinite. Yes, very, very true. 
And he also said, if it plays games, it's a winner in my book, which is, look, at the end of the day, the winner is gamers. It gives us more choice in what we want yeah. to do. Well, and- C. Smitty says they're wonderful time to be a gamer. Yeah. He's yeah. absolutely right. Yeah, exactly. It really is. We are the winners. Exactly. Anyway, um, I mean, we should... making the choice is tricky, but yeah. yeah. Should we roll out the news? Let's do it. Okay, I'm going to hit that news outro button because I still actually haven't replaced the sound effect, so I'm going to quietly talk over into the button thing and hit... It's becoming its own meme now. I need to cut down that sound effect so it's just bang out, but I haven't yet. So anyway, anyway, let's um, roll into games we have been playing. I'm going back to here now. Wow, thanks, buddy. Enough of that. Uh, Let's roll into games (laughs) we have been playing. So um, last time we spoke about the Mario Collection that had just come out. Um, And since then, I've had a lot of time to sit down and uh and and try it all out so i went through and and did galaxy yeah you did you streamed that live right yeah yeah i did a lot of streaming of it i ended up with 114 stars out of 120 i think it was also no yoshi for you no yoshi for me but at the same time i didn't want to do the coin collection one so i was like no that's fair i mean that's what gaming should be right you you do what you want Look, I was, I was, I was having fun. Yeah, I was pretty Why satisfied. Actually, sorry, it was more like 104 stars. Um, but I was pretty satisfied <laughs> still with that because I got everything else, including like the hard mode challenges and that when the comets come to the levels and things like that, which which is like you can't get hit or you got to complete it in a certain time and all this. So it was fun doing all those. So it, it was good fun. And then I tried playing Sunshine. Hello? Dude, dude, your sound's gone. It's coming. I'm just going to need 30 seconds. Dude, what's going on? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. What? It's coming. What was that? There it is. Uh, Every now and then, welcome to COVID, ladies and gentlemen. This is what podcasts sound like now. Uh, But every now and then, my computer just switches sound card, and I'm helpless to do anything. I just have to sit here and watch it happen. Wow. So I just say, like, I can't hear you. Well, can you like do a two thumbs down next time so I can just talk? Yeah, yeah. I'll do that. Okay, I'll do that. awesome, awesome. Because I had no idea what was going on. Wow, please don't do that. But um, yeah, <laughs> um, have you tried Sunshine? Uh, no, not yet. I have not delved into Sunshine as yet. Because when I do, I want to just play that for a while. Yeah. Uh, and right now, I'm just kind of jumping and dabbling in between all kinds of different games. And... So I jumped into Galaxy and I jumped into Mario 64 specifically because they're games I know well yeah. and I wanted to just run around and have fun in them. Yeah. Uh, and I knew I'd be only in them for like two or three hours at a time. But I really want to play Sunshine for a good long period and just actually try and get a good chunk done. Well, I uh, would recommend when you do Sunshine, do it before you do Galaxy because it was a step back going into Sunshine after Galaxy. Yeah, well, Galaxy is... I think that's the only one in that collection that runs at 60 I believe. Yeah. And so it, even it, just looking at it is a step back. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So yeah, I, I fully recommend you should do Sunshine before Galaxy. Um, yeah. Just, just that. for that reason of that, it was a big shock for, for me going back to Sunshine. And I've kind of struggled with it. Only got a couple of stars so far. Haven't done too much. Right. Is this your first run through Sunshine? Yes. Yes. So the water cannon things, I'm still getting used to and all that sort of stuff. You know, Mario Galaxy mm. was like, you know, you still, it the, the thing was, 
the whole click of it was the planet thing running from planet to planet, which was super yeah, fun. You're still Mario. You're still Mario, but this is time yeah. you got freaking flood on your back and he's shooting stuff with water and it's a bit strange. But yeah, um, look, I, I plan to go back into Sunshine, but maybe I'll give it a little bit of a break after I did Galaxy. Yep. Um, fair. Galaxy was super fun, except for the motion controls. Oh, yeah, that's weird. Even in the menu. <laughs> Even, it's very it, strange. Yeah, it was horrific, especially the bull riding challenge. Never again. Never, I wonder, ever again. I wonder why they just didn't change that. Like, yeah. they've done it. I mean, it's sad to see that they kind of, looks like they did the bare minimum. But yeah. I don't know. I want to I wanna ask the listeners and the chat, you know, is this our fault? You know, I mean, I know it's the 35th anniversary and it seems like a time they would have dropped it, but we've been asking and bugging them to release this, these games on the Switch. We're just like, give it to us, just give it to us now. Just stop now, stop it. Just, we want this now. Is it our fault that they just went, fuck it, here, just take it. Yeah. We haven't done anything on it, but you guys aren't patient. Uh, it, you know, we needed like another two or three years or whatever. You look at the Spyro collection and the, Cla- and the Crash collection, which both came out a couple of years ago. God, they did good yeah. remasters that. I would have loved to see that with these. I would have absolutely loved to have seen Mario 64 in the Odyssey engine, Sunshine in the Odyssey engine, oh. you know. And I'm sure Vicarious Visions would have loved to have done it too, but Nintendo would be much too proud to hand Ooh, it over. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure they're doing it all themselves, which is at the same time as them doing all kinds of other things. If they just gave it to someone else and weren't like overly proud as a, which I see why. I mean, they have such a beautiful product and they want to keep it theirs and perfect yeah but if they just fobbed it off so someone else could do the work for the last couple of years while they worked on other things like yep. handed it to vicarious visions granted we might not have got tony hawk's pro skater but if they gave them super mario 64 and sunshine could you imagine like oh they're those doing, guys yeah just... it, uh, them and blue point are becoming the remaster remake kings at the moment mm. you know who did the um Shadow uh, Blue Colossus. Po- Blue Point, who are also That's doing Blue Demon Point. Souls. Right, yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Yeah, those those guys. Woo. Yeah. What kings? Perhaps the question is, what were the games good? too good that they didn't require remastering? Uh, no, because Super Mario 64 should have at least widescreen and a better camera. The game is perfect, but it is 2020 and it's not 1996. That game is, I'm happy with it being untouched. I would love to see it in a new engine. But I'm happy with it looking as blocky as it does because that, that game like, changed the world. It should be remembered as it is, but just make it widescreen and make the camera the camera that we know. Because you have to relearn this if you're someone who hasn't played games before 1996. Because yeah. it's a system that we don't understand anymore. Like we do, we remember it, but it's even hard for us to go back to. And yeah. things like GoldenEye are unplayable. Man, if they re-release GoldenEye, and don't change the camera. <laughs> no, I think, I, 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 think, I think GoldenEye would have to be updated for the graphics because it looks horrific now. <laughs> it <laughs> no. looks so bad. It looks so bad. Yeah. But anyway, on to the next game we've been playing. So the next game was Slate Aspire. I'm back onto that cocaine addict game again. Right. More Slate Aspire. More Slate Aspire, indeed. I finally completed my first heart run which is um, uh, when you go through the game, collect all the crystals, and then beat the extra boss at the end. I don't know what that means, yep, but exa- congratulations. Exa- yep. um, thank you. It was very tough to do. 
Uh, and now mm -hmm. started doing ascension runs where each run you do, you can make the game harder and harder and harder every time you finish the game. Yes. So okay. normal bad guys get harder, elites get harder, etc., etc. You don't heal as much after a boss, so eventually it gets it gets quite difficult. But it's a lot of replayability there and fun. Mm. Wow. So um, I've been really enjoying it, and I've gone back and started playing as the Ironclad. I've been playing as the oh, Silent. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'm surprised you're doing ironclad run. Yeah. No. Uh, he he's the one I got um the heart down with the first time. He's great. Oh nice. Oh, you forgot that you also need to unlock the gems exactly, and you and you got to unlock the gems for the heart run, which the crystal things. You have to. You can only get them by finishing the game first with each character, and then it unlocks that push portion of the game. And right. um, yeah. Um, look, it, it's amazing, and I've actually now oh, gone. Actually, you're gonna love it. I, I've gone back to the pantsless robot, the defect as well. So I'm ah, starting, starting to mess oh, around pantsless. him as well. So I'm having fun jumping between them all. Um, it's you so know, much fun. I, I grabbed it on Switch as well because I just wanted to be able oh, to play it. Oh, you did the Switch version because I wanted to play it in bed. Um, and of then first run through with the Ironclad, very first fresh run, so you don't get all your bonus cards and that, finish the game. I was like, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Nice work. Yeah. So fun. Uh, it's definitely a lot of fun. And people that like roguelike games and card games, go check this one out. It's really cool. One, another one I checked out was Monster Train. I haven't had enough of a chance to sit down and get that, understand that game yet. So probably on next episode, I would have sat down and had a, a good crack at it and, and I can come and explain how that one's a bit different to this because that one's to do with different levels in the same stage and you've got to put characters up and down and there's a lot more to it. But that's very nice. cool. So, um, right, so you played a little game this week. I played a little game for you. Played a little game for me called Spelunky 2. Oh, yes, Spelunky. This was my first real uh, sort of solo run of Spelunky. I haven't played the first one very much. Uh, my little brother, Mello, Melvick, uh, loves the first one. It's mm -hmm. probably one of his favorite games of all time. Uh, and he got us to all go over one day, uh, a group of us, and just play together in couch co-op. Uh, okay. Not couch co-op, sort of um, couch battle. Yep. And, you know... You kind of just fight each other with all the mechanics in the game of which there are a bajillion gajillions and you learn what they all do as you play, uh, which I didn't really understand, but he talked us through it quickly and we had a really fun time and I really enjoyed my time with that. We just kind of like the more you played, the more you understood. We had a few drinks and some snacks and we played together all in the same room and it was really fun. Mm -hmm. And then part two is coming out and I'm pretty sure that my brother Melvick bought a PS4 just for this game because he only got one recently and you know the timing adds up so right. i have a feeling that he bought a ps4 for spelunky 2 because it is a ps4 exclusive for console for timed it's exclusive i'm assuming because we'll see it on switch eventually surely i hope so man it, it would make such a great switch game uh but yeah so i had my first solo dabble in it this last week and a bit mm -hmm. i love it i absolutely love it and i don't know what's going on i'm gonna blame I'm going to blame Slay the Spire for this weird resurgence and love of playing roguelikes at the moment. Yeah. Uh, which is famously, for people of our listeners, a genre that I just do not get into. I just don't yeah. like them. I'm not into things being repeated and things being made up on the spot. You know, I don't like, like changing things and, and like um, 
uh, what do you call it? Procedurally generated levels. I'm not into that. I like a, a lovingly crafted level that was written and made and designed for me, the player. Yeah. But lately, I've just been in love with them. Uh, I think I like this weird, quick, snappy version. And Spelunky is that, if anything else. It is fast and it is ruthless. It is extremely hard and unforgiving until you learn things. And every time you die, it's fair and you get it, but it's quick. As soon as you die, you restart. And the movement is fast. The loop is fast. You you find enemy after enemy, and it's just always fast. And I, I especially love the speed. Like Super Meat Boy and Celeste, the speed in those games is my favorite things. Nothing like a really fast zippy game. Don't like slow, sluggish stuff. Anything well, to because say, there's, there's, there's a great game series, right, Carl, where it's all about dying, it's all about learning, it's all about mastering. Are we still on this fast, speedy thing, or are we talking about it's, slow and sluggish? It's, it's all about mastering the game, learning from your mistakes, and pushing on. And the, game, and the series is called The Souls-like Games. Oh, <laughs> slow and sluggish. No, 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 no. No, I don't really do Farmville very well. Maybe you'll get into uh, maybe you'll get into Demon Souls. See, this game taught me that I thought maybe I don't like uh, the Souls like Demon Souls and Dark Souls because I'm bad at them. But I'm very, very, very bad at Spelunky, like really bad. Like I'm terrible at it, and I can barely get to level five, which is level two one. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I, I can barely get that. I can get, barely get to the second world. I really suck at Spelunky. But every run is fun. I'm wow. having such a great time discovering it. And um, I can't wait to jump in. And some nights I go to bed just thinking about Spelunky and I'll wake up and play it again, which I've never done on the game that I suck at. Wow. I'm very bad at this. But yeah. Well, I'm not going to give my fun. opinions on it because I don't want the knives to come out for me. Well, what do you think? This is important. You have been playing it a little bit. I Our don't like it. Austin has asked you to. <gasps> but what about Souls-like games and stuff? I'm gonna like everything. <laughs> Stop. Nah, it's just like not. It. It's just not grabbing me, man. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I love roguelike games. You know, I love roguelike games. You can't say it's just. I don't know. We're a reviewing platform here. We talk about our opinions. It didn't it's grab. Just, I don't it know. Didn't grab me straight away. I felt the move set was boring. I felt. In the roguelike style, there was not enough that carried across for my character when I died. That's um, fair. Um, and, yeah, okay. I, I I don't know. Maybe I had to have played the first one because it's like, hey, we're doing Splunky. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> um, I think it's very similar to the first one in the learning curve, as in they just throw you in and tell you nothing. And yeah. I think there's like maybe two or three new enemies at the start. Right. But everything else is similar. Like they're all kind of em enemies that you learn what what they do to you. Like, all right, a snake doesn't do anything to me, and I have to hit him one block away. But a cobra spits at me, so I have to get him from behind or quickly jump on his head. And then you just kind of learn what each. Like, all right, a spider will drop down on me, but I can walk under him quick enough to dodge him. Yeah. But a spear will hit me straight away, so I got to throw something at the spear. Oh yeah, all, the, the spear. Like the spear was the stupidest thing I've ever seen in a video game. I think. What? All you have to do is throw something to trigger it. No, so you, you always have to you carry drop, something. You drop down, and no matter what, it hits you. It's dumb. Yeah, that's that's the point. It's like a no, trap. You no, gotta throw something it, to it trigger it. It goes faster than the speed of light. It's dumb. <laughs> it's not dumb. You just don't go in front of the sphere, trigger it. Have you never seen Indiana Jones even one time? Man, I've played <laughs> Uncharted, and he has spike traps coming everywhere in that game. 
this game, I was like, this is silly. He is just bad at it. Oh, wow. wow. We got anyway, on to the, the, on, on the next game we've been playing. So I'm back on the Tony Hawk again after after my break, because I had a break uh, when we are doing Generosity, the, uh, the charity stuff that we do stuff for, where we raised lots of money this year for Cure Cancer, yes. $25,000. Thank you for everyone that did donate to the cause. You guys are fantastic. Um, I got Thank back you. on the Tony Hawk again. Um, now, this is a game Kellen loves, because he's quite good at it. I, I absolutely adore it. And I... <laughs> I, I, I I, I, Zanberg, is this game any good? I've changed the way I play, which is the strangest Wait. thing to do. I guess it is after 20 years. Um, like, I I was playing it, you know, when it first came out with just, I guess, the style of play I used to do. But after actually learning some of the things, like the double grind thing, the double manual thing, um, now Which have, we should give credit for, right? Oh, well, oh, yes. Um, Andy THPS tutorials. Yeah, just on YouTube, he's uh, he's yeah. excellent. He's one of the best. Like, he's probably not one of the best players in the world, but he's definitely one of the best tutorial uh, people. Like, he he speaks very clearly and he teaches really well. So, if you guys are new to it and you don't play quite like Callan, you can't get ten million points. Maybe check out some of his videos. Oh, watch Callan's stream. No, don't watch my stream because I'm still learning. As I said, I've changed my play style, so I'm teaching myself again. But right. also, I wanted to give a shout out to also some of the community as well here um, who are in the chat at the moment, Zamdog and DCM. Zamdog's been helping me change up my game a bit as well. So we've got backflips coming off wall plants now, which has been a big back game change. Backflips off wall plants. Backflips off wall plants, exactly. I need to so, see that happen. So um, that, that's been a lot of fun. And, and just also working out with the speed thing, coming up to a half pipe, doing an aerial trick, but landing on top of the grind... Spot, oh yeah, spine transferring yep. to pick up your speed again. That's been a big one as well. So, yeah, I've, uh, I've still got right. some things to work on, but I'm enjoying it again, and I think it's good. It's giving me something to do. Coming up against these good players and stuff uh, makes you try and get better, rather than when I was first playing it the other week when I was just smacking everyone online. It got boring quite quick. Yes, I can imagine that. So, so now that I've got some actual competition going on. And we're all having a laugh and fun about it, and everyone's been really great. It's it, it's it's put that first back into me to actually get better, um, and and yeah, so it's uh it's a yeah. lot of fun. You know, that's something we were talking about this earlier. That's something I've noticed a lot in the um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, especially in the remake, because the other ones weren't online, but uh, this one I've noticed so much that the community is is so much less toxic than it is in something like COD or even Halo, where when a good player sees another good player in his or her caliber, I see so much more exchanging of like, oh, you, damn, you beat me. How the hell did you do that? And they're like, well, here's how. Here's a few things I do to, you know, and then they'll like actually get on and talk to each other and help each other to get better and then like thrive off the competition, which is something that's so rare. And I was saying to Callan today, I think it's because this game, like everyone who's quite good at it, well, not everyone, but a lot of them, I think are a lot of the older players Mm -hmm. because that's who it's captured like us from 20 years ago 15 years ago and so we're all there sitting at home you know playing telling the kids we'll be right there we're about to make some dinner and we're all 30 to 40 year olds playing tony hawk pro skater and actually being good at a game you know yeah and i think that helps a lot with like the toxicity in the chats when when you have to deal with in games like call of duty which is such a pity because those games are so great but 
it's almost poisonous to be in those chat rooms sometimes. Oh, have you ever tried playing League of Legends and you do something wrong and you just get yelled at? Exactly. And you're like, well, how am I supposed to help you? And how, how can we help yeah. each other make a cool community? And yeah. with Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remake, I've just been seeing so much cool stuff in the community of people helping each other out. They help either if you like, if you suck, they'll go, maybe try this. And if you're good, they'll be like, well, how did you do that? And how can I learn to do it like you? Yep. It's awesome. That's what gaming should be. Exactly. That's exactly what gaming should be. Not not 360 no scoping. <laughs> and, yeah, and, well, and, I mean, if you're going to do it, tell me how. Yeah. And yeah. then let's play. Yeah, okay. Um, but um, yeah, uh, it's been good to get, jump back on. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting better and absolutely annihilating Carl and laughing at him over and over again. Okay. Um, Thank you. That's yeah, nice. Let's go. Spelunky 2. <laughs> All right. So, um, Tetris. Uh, you've got a shout out for this week? I do not. Cool. Okay. Uh, do you want to move on to our review for this week? I do. Okay. Awesome. All right, guys. This week, we're reviewing Hades. Time for the main event. Stupid boy. I told you nobody gets out of here. Okay, Hades is developed and published by Supergiant Games. It is an action RPG roguelike game. Super fast, super quick, super fun. Um, you play as a character, and I can't remember his name. Wow, Callum. What a disgrace you are. Wow, Carl, do you, do you want to take over? Chad, Chad, why don't you tell Carl what a disgrace he is by saying what this character's what, name what's is? What's the character's name, Carl? Well, Carl, I know it, but I want our chat to tell you because but, I think that's a shame okay, so, on you. So you play Zagreus. You play Zagreus. This is set Yeah, that's in, what I said, Zagreus. Yeah, yeah this is set in Greek mythology with you going up against your father, Hades. You go through the game, you meet a bunch of other Greek gods like Poseidon, Aphrodite... Persephone and all those who give you all special powers and things like that. And like all roguelikes, the the point of the game is to try and get through all the levels. So there are four kind of worlds in this one. Get to the end and and beat the boss. But being a roguelike, you are supposed to die a lot and learn from your mistakes. And then every time yes. you die, you come back, you put some skill points in and boom, off you trot again. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, but there's just like these elements in this that just make it, it makes it, see, I, it's hard for me because I don't play a lot of roguelikes. I never really like the genre much, but for me, it's easily my favorite. I think it's the best one ever made for me personally, but it's because of the progression system in this is so nuanced, but so satisfying. And there's so much to find and so much to work towards that even if you're not very good and you can only sort of do one world at a time, and keep doing that same world over and over. You eventually become you. You build up a skill set that makes you good enough to get to the next world, but while unintentionally getting better at it, which is what you're supposed to do in a roguelike if you have the patience to do anyway. Mm -hmm. But this gives you purpose and reason to stay in there long enough to like build those skills while being also stronger. Next minute, you're just smashing the first boss, no problem without even thinking, and building those new strategies for the next worlds. It's fantastic it is it's a very gorgeous looking game it's got this uh what would you call it um 
almost like a cartoony look to it. Yeah, a bit hand-drawn, yeah, which is a super giant sort of um, staple they've done since Bastion and Transistor and Pyre as well. Yeah, it's 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 an absolutely fantastic looking game. It runs super smooth as well. Runs amazingly smooth, very quick. Lots of stuff going around on the screen at all times. And it's just, it feels good to play. It just feels very smooth. Like, you know, it's like, I, I you know, I dash around and punch a lot, but every hit yep. just feels just... Satisfying, satisfying what you're doing. Yeah. Very the satis- sound design is excellent. Very satisfying combat. So there's lots of different ways you can upgrade your character in this one. So you can get some yep. um you get these purple crystal dark matter things. Is it dark matter? Oh man. I wouldn't know what to call them. Yeah. It's the crystal balls. Let, you know, yeah, when yeah, it's the, the, purple, like you the play purple so things. Fast. Wow. Um anyway, um so you can put those into different things like maybe more health or or etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, throughout the game. And then um, you can unlock um, several different weapons. And then eventually yes. each weapon has its own upgrade path as well. So you can upgrade those weapons as well. And then, so that's all the stuff that keeps with you each run. Then in each run, the change up comes from the god powers you get along the way. So it's random gods that you meet along on your journey. And then you have a selection of god powers to choose from them. And they all change different things on how you actually play the game. So it might be, you might meet one that, um, you know, does a lot of damage over time. And so you choose what damage over time skills you want from that god. And then maybe the next one is more about brute force. So then you up your attack or your critical chance. Or another one might be about speed. So then you're punching or hitting faster. And each one is different because you're meeting different gods along the way or in different orders. And you're choosing different skills and you don't know which one you're going to meet next. So you're, you're basing off your skill pick on what's best for you at the time. Like, oh, I'm having a bit of trouble with AOE at the moment. I'm going to go a nicer AOE move. And then, like, so you, you'll pick a different type of skill from that god that you just met. Then you might meet your favorite AOE skill one and be like, oh, okay, I guess I won't be taking your AOE skill. I'm going to take your direct hit one, etc. So yes. you're always making things up on the fly. And learning new things because you're forced to. And, and sometimes you get forced to learn something you don't want to. And you're like, wait, this is better than any of the other stuff. And I was just so like, you know, I wasn't even keen on trying this one or whatever, which just happened to me tonight. You just try things that are completely different to your normal playstyle, And the playstyle changes in just so many ways. Like using a different weapon changes completely how you play. And it also changes the boons you get from the gods. Yes, you don't just get like the same, oh, this is a big AOE effect. It's like, if you have the shield, it'll do this specific thing. If you have a spear, mm-hmm. it'll work in this way and it'll change how you throw it and how it returns. If you have a sword, it'll spin or you'll slice in a certain way. Yeah. Everything changes. So essentially there's like six different complete sets. Mm-hmm. There's hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of different ways to play this one game. It's uh, it's amazing. Oh. No, like, yeah. Oh my God. It, it, it's such a I fun game. And then even when you do finish it, right? So I, I managed to get to the end beat Hades. Um, you yep. can go back to start again. Oh, that's the boss. I didn't oh, know that. Oh, really? Oh, no. wow. Oh, there you go. Well, there we go. Did I just I spoil it, just it for you? The desk. Uh, yeah, possibly. I mean, who knows? The game's called Hades. That's fair. That is fair. Called <laughs> the game's Hades. called Hades. But, um... It, um, uh, you, when you do finish the game, you go back to start again, but then you can start making the game harder. 
Like it goes up in yes. gold heat levels. So then you could do it and make it so you earn less gold every time or or you take a bit more damage or there's more enemies in the boss room and things like this. And you slowly build up the heat meter throughout the game um, to make the game harder and harder and harder to keep going through. As you still also become stronger exactly, and stronger. And exactly, exactly. So it's, it's one of those yeah. great ones where you can just keep going through, finishing it over and over and over again. Which I guess we could have said for Slay the Spire as well. You know, like it's very similar, like that and Dead Cells. I see a lot of Slay the Spire and Dead Cells in this, which which are, I mean, inevitably they're uh, roguelike games, but they're such, they have that similar vibe of like choosing uh, two different or two or three different paths after every room. Yeah. And picking, oh, do I want to go to the shop this time? Or do I want to try and get my favorite god? Or do I want to upgrade my current moves? Yeah. And then you play towards that room. So you can sway the game where you want. Yes. You you get the illusion of choice, which is so powerful in a game like this to give you because you don't feel like it's complete chaos, but it still is. But you feel slightly in control of it, which yep. is amazing. Yeah, it's like, oh, I want another key. Please give me a key room. That key room appears like, yep, go on that way because I need another key to upgrade this or that or Amen. whatever. But yes. Thank uh, you, Dopey Dill. I'm not the only one. I appreciate, are, I appreciate are you guys, Are you guys support. serious right now? What? We don't know. Oh my God. Just never, never know. Debbie Dilly's my man. All right. So, um, what, what do you give this for a score, Carl, since it's our review game this week? Oh, man. You're going to hate me. Yeah, you're going to not like me. I guess this is a game is straight up 10. I see no negatives in this game. This is, we didn't even talk about the sound design, which is something that. Um, Supergiant does very well a lot of the time. The voice acting is brilliant. The music is brilliant. This this is just like one of the most perfect examples of this genre. Plus, I'm a sucker for hand art and that kind of like animated feeling. But the way that you can play through this game each time and it's enjoyable and different and it's like a completely new adventure. I could play this game all day in like small spurts of like 10 minutes or like three hours and the thing is always different. The strategies are so addictive and fun and exciting. Plus, they do another thing in this, which we didn't mention, is they add a deep story element where every time you come back to life, you can speak to someone and you learn a little bit more about your actual quest and the reasons behind it. Mm -hmm. So there's depth in this that I didn't expect, which you won't find in something like, you know, um, Slay the Spire, unless I guess you look into it and look up things, uh, you know, outside of it. I guess this in Slay the Spy, you just get a big friendly whale asking another try. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, well, that's mysterious. <laughs> it's a whale. And I don't know what that means, but yes, another try, you know? But I like this, like it feels, and you feel like the characters kind of mean something still. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a depth to this that I didn't expect. And I think a lot of this comes from my surprise because I jumped in thinking this will be a fun hack and slash. I'll give it a couple hours. Might as well. We're reviewing it. Mm. And I just fell head over heels. So, yeah, it's it's a masterpiece wow. to me. It's definitely a 10 in its genre. Yeah, I'm, I'm giving it a 9.5. I thought it was an amazing game. Oh, nice. Um, as, Yeah, we forgot to talk about the story at the start. But, yeah, as you said, the story keeps evolving throughout the game. Um, I, I loved it. It was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and... Would recommend to anyone that likes roguelike games at the end of the day. It's out on PC and Switch now. Uh, it had been out on PC in early access for quite a while, but um, we're reviewing it now because it's just gone 1.0, so official release. And because yes. it is on the Switch now, that was another big reason. Um, I played it on PC and you played it on Switch, didn't you? 
yeah, worth men mentioning that uh, I did play it on Switch and it runs beautifully. So it's not yeah. as sharp when you look at it closely, especially when you uh, play it in dock mode. You can see like your main sprite, Zag, uh, is like not very sharp and clear, but it's because this game is so important that it runs well and it's yeah. smooth as anything, even on the Switch, especially handheld. Uh, and I would also recommend this game to people who don't like roguelikes because maybe this is the one that makes you like it. And if you don't after this, maybe just avoid them yep. forever. Yeah, that's right. And that was our, where is my thing? There it is. <laughs> Uh, th that was our Hades review. Let's deal some death. All right, so that was our that was our Hades review, everyone. Um, now we're coming towards the end of the episode, but first we like to ask chat questions. While you guys load up some questions there in chat for us to go through and talk about and all that sort of stuff, we'll talk about where you can find us because remember these are published on Podbean when I can be bothered to upload the episodes. I haven't uploaded the episodes <laughs> since episode eighty-five, but I'll get around to it. I've got them. Oh there. my god! I've got, I've got oh. them there. I've got them there ready to go. It's been a it's been a crazy couple of months. It's been a crazy couple of months. But um as always you can find uh, Game Train Podcast at Facebook.com slash Game Train Podcast. Um Instagram at Game Train Podcast on Twitter at Game Train Talk, where I'm quite active. That's probably where I'm most active these days, is on Twitter. Um and then of course on Twitch where we are broadcasting right now, which is twitch.tv slash Game Train Twitch. Um, I've got a big push on at the moment to try and get to 350 followers. So jump on board the Game Train. We do a lot of content on here. Uh, games, music, podcasts is probably the thing we go with. And please introduce yourself to Lyrical as well. Oh, hi there. You can find me on twitch.tv slash thelyrical. As you can see here, if you want to follow me uh, on Twitch and come hang out, I'm normally just... Uh, playing some games, whatever's kind of new out, or I'm writing some music and playing songs that I'm too embarrassed to sing on stage yet. Uh, speaking of which, you can find my music on thelyrical.com or just search The Lyrical in Spotify or YouTube and check it all out there or jump on Facebook. Again, it's just uh, The Lyrical Official. Yeah. Uh, but those are all the places you can find me. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. All right, so before we get into the lame love and hype train, we've got the questions rolling in. We've got one from Dopey Dill. How keen are we for Star Wars and Crash 4? Um, very keen, Dopey Dill. Um, we've got them both downloaded, ready to go. I'm doing a 12-hour stream tonight where I'll be playing both of them um, both of them work uh, on the stream sometime tonight. 12-hour uh stream. Weekly? You're going to die, bro. That's fair. That's good. That's excellent. Guys, jump on there and check him out. Exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah, a good one that's not about like riding random monsters around. Whoop, let's put that down there for a minute. Oh, look how nice that is. 
No. Yeah, I muted myself. Oh, yep. you you muted yourself. How long has he been muted for? Oh, only a few seconds because um, I muted myself because I put the underscore into chat, which actually happens to coincide with my mute myself button. Oh, well, would you look at that? Would you look at that? That's Sorry, that. folks. We had a little little awkward thing there. But yes, um, uh, yes, uh, definitely crash over Star Wars at the stage I'm looking for forward to. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Um, which is going to be great. Um, but yeah, as I said, I'm doing the 12-hour stream tonight at midnight. I'll be kicking off some crash in the Star Wars squadron. So that should be quite fun. What about you, Carl? Yeah, you crash over Star Wars? Yeah, definitely crash, especially after seeing the demos that they've been showing and the previews about how they like replaying the levels and you can, you know, after you finish everything, that looks really exciting. They all have like different sort of artistic designs to them. And I want to try the new powers, the gravity one and all that. Like, it looks cool. It's really yeah. Yeah. same thing, but like yeah. adding a bit more, which is all, all we needed. We don't need that big change in the... Uh, yeah. we, we, we also don't need the big lyrical banner as well. I didn't even notice that was still there. <laughs> is that still there? Oh my goodness. That's okay. This isn't being recorded. It's an audio podcast. So we're fine. Mate, mate, I could easily delete that though. You could. You could. I'm going to leave it there. There's uh I need I need to eat. And we have no uh if you don't if you don't mention it, you'll never see it when you release it audibly. That's true. That, uh, that is very true. Have we got any other questions from chat tonight, guys? Anything you guys want to ask us before we uh, move on to the end of the episode? Wow. Wow, Carl. Well, we could just do this anyway. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so where were you? Oh, uh, Dopey Dill, Among Us stream win. That's what we didn't talk about tonight was Among Us. Um, we're going to be doing some Among Us streams soon, folks. Some more. Oh my God. Yeah, we will. Um, so looking forward to doing more of that and come on, mate. We're almost at the end of the episode. We're nearly there. Let's just please, everyone behave. Please, please stop it. We got this. Please. That's all right. It's not recorded. Please stop it. We're all good. Yeah, that's no, right. That's idea. right. That's right. So anyway, <laughs> we can fix this up. Anyway, guys, we're going to roll into the end of the episode now. Um, and um, we, we always like to finish off every episode with our lame love and hype trains. And for those new that are new here tonight, what these are, the lame train is something that we don't like. The love train is something that we love. And the hype train is something we are looking forward to. Um, and yes. as always, we'd like to kick off with that lame train. Okay, Carl, what's your lame train? My lame train is the PS5 and Xbox pre-orders. Those were awful and a ratchet nightmare to be part of. And it was uh, super duper gross. Um, PlayStations was particularly scary because they released their, um, you know, their big demonstration. And they were like, oh yeah, PlayStation's coming out soon. By the way, do not worry about pre-orders. These are gonna be just fine. Everyone's gonna be safe. We'll let you know. Okay, thanks for watching, bye-bye. And then next minute, oh, by the way, definitely worry about that thing we told you, definitely not to worry about. They're all out now. 
uh, go get one right now. And it's like, yep. okay, cool. So people went and got one right now, sold out. Yep. Within like, within the hour or within a couple of hours, max, gone. And if you didn't know about it, you didn't get one. You don't get a launch one, that's for sure. Like 100%. So if it wasn't for Callan interrupting me watching the stream, uh, you know, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, and then happened again. We're like, okay, that's my lame train. Done. Yeah. yeah. Xbox is going to be better. And then that was like just the same, if not worse. Like everyone's there at the same time, but that means the scalpers are ready, the bots are ready. And that just vanished. I think it was 12 minutes for like most retailers to sell completely out of the launch Xboxes. Wow. Especially the digital ones. Um, I don't know. I'm sure there's a better way to do it, but maybe they just weren't ready twice. A raffle, si that a was raffle system, really. At the end of the day, I think a raffle system and it become it, can, it comes down to randomness, I think. A raffle system. If you if you queue up for pre orders, you get a raffle thing, you get in, you can buy your console. I think that's the only way. Yeah, I guess so. Um, yeah. Yeah. That would be the only way to stop the bots and the scalpers too. Exactly, exactly. So it, it would stop a lot of that. And you know pretty much just everyone that, you know, is on the... Like, that's how they do big music festivals like Glastonbury and, and, and things like that. It's almost like a raffle system at, at some times. Okay, yeah. I'd imagine those would sell yeah. out in um, seconds. Oh, well, I managed to get into Glastonbury somehow. I don't know if it was a raffle or I got through. I don't know. But it's more of that sort of chance you know um yeah okay yeah so it was um yeah and also as dopey deal says eb maybe their level system you're a level four eb member i'm a level three one by right you should be able to get a console before me yeah but then that's kind of just pay to win they're not just like rich people yeah but you've been booting up that card for a decade yeah easily uh and you know it would be true. and it shows you're a constant loyalty it shows you're a constant customer and have each order linked to your EB number that you cannot sign in as a guest, There's, that stops your bots because not everyone's going to be, all those bots are going to be signed up to um, EB membership. Yeah, that's true. You have to be a member. So anyway. That could work. Yes. Mm, um, what's your lame train? My lame train this week is the confusion over the PlayStation 5 save games debacle. Yeah, yeah um, absolutely. I'm still sitting here confused. I've had arguments with people, back and forth discussions about what what it all means and all that. I'm just, I just want clarification from PlayStation to say, right, this is how it will go. X um, PS4 games, their games will transfer over. But if you upgrade to this, then it won't or what? Just let me know in black and white rather than all these speculation blog posts that I'm looking at or Twitter comments or things here and there. I just want definitive answers from PlayStation so I know what the hell is going on. That's, uh, I cannot argue with that. I think that's very fair. That's right. That's, that's super yep. annoying. All right. Are you, are you ready for the love train, sir? Always. Here we go. Okay, Carl, what is your love train this week? My love train. Oh, I see Zamdog in the chat here said at old school physical game launches, EB used to allow level fours to go to the front of the line at midnight. I do remember that because I, I did that for a few games Myself, I did that with GTA 5 um, being a level 4, but that doesn't let you buy it early. Just take it home early, yeah. which is still nice. That's more of the perks I expect from level 4s, where it's not like pay to win. It's like just a little bit of something extra. But as for the uh, love train, well, I have to say roguelikes in general. 
and just having this like, you know, kind of new, fresh take on them because of having three beautiful examples in a row with Slay the Spire, Spelunky 2 and Hades, just kind of making me see see them in a new light and having a bit more a tolerance for them. And maybe I'll jump in and try some other snappy, fast, beautiful artwork roguelikes. Yeah. Uh, Would you go back to my... Dead Cells? Would you go back to Dead Cells for a little Yeah. Time? I mean, I, I did like Dead Cells as well. So yeah. turns out I think I'm a roguelike fan. I think you are. I think you are. <laughs> I think that's such a fun genre of game. I, I really do. Yeah. When done well, like Dead yeah. Cells is brilliant. I love that. And I also suck at Dead Cells. Yeah. But it's fun. It, it's like the feeling, the, the gameplay loop is extremely satisfying. I might go back and have a little play, actually, now that I've got my head around it a little bit. Haven't finished any, yeah. but I'm enjoying them. Yeah. Uh, what is your love track? Uh, mine is, and we spoke a bit about this before, which is the Tony Hawk Pro Skater community. Um, I think they've yes. been fantastic. I'm absolutely loving this. this. Is why it's my love train this week. Um, you know, I've had my game train Twitch as my sort of name in the in the games and all that. Not once have I had someone come in and abuse me. Everyone's been super friendly. That has dropped into the chat to say good day. Said, hey, how's it going? Thanks, thanks for the games, GG. Someone stuck around, had more conversations, followed me, or we've ended up playing games together and stuff like that. As you, as we said earlier, um, everyone helping each other out. And it's just really fun competition. So that's what I'm really loving at the moment, is just how great that community has been. Because I thought, I really thought that every now and then I'd get someone come in and abuse me in chat, just randomly. But yeah. all, all the abusers in chat I've had, I think, I think were when I was playing Mario of all games. Wow. Yeah. The most so, of games so you know, I've, I think I've burned two or three people during my Mario runs. So, um, oh my goodness. just, just weird, just really weird, um, stuff. But, um, yeah, everyone's been great in the, um, Hawk community. So yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's been it's been fantastic. I can't wait to see how it keeps going. So I think eventually someone will come in and give me shit, but that's okay. I'm, I'm expecting yeah. it. But that's what bands are for. That's what the band buttons for. But anyway, yeah. uh, are you ready to roll out of the hype train, sir? Ah, oh, I'm so ready All for right. hype train. Here we go. Okay, Carl, what are you hyped for? I mean. In like two hours, we've got Crash Bandicoot and Star Wars Squadron. So I'm hyped for midnight, yeah. to be fair. Uh, for the for people listening to this later, you know, uh, that's the 2nd of October is yeah. what I'm hyped for. Yeah. I think it's going to be fun. There's some cool stuff coming. You know, there's all this big stuff that's like next gen and then huge open worlds. But I'm hyped because these are two like little pockets of fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crash Bandicoot, Star Wars Squadron. It's not like Valhalla or you know watch dogs or another spider-man like those are gonna be fun but i feel like this is the last kind of little bit of like just silly fun until we get into the real nitty-gritty and psycho crazy launch which is gonna be fun in itself but it's gonna also be stressful like what do i play first how much yeah. of it do i play what do yeah. i do i'm hyped for midnight because it's just yep. games that are games they're fun they're old we remember them let's do it again yep i'm hyped for midnight. Yeah, I'm also hyped for Crash and, and Squadrons as well. I feel like the yeah. the video game season is beginning now. It's that time of year. It's October. It's starting to get warmer here. You know, the birds are out. Spring. It's it's big game time. We're starting off with these. Kicks off at midnight for those that are listening. 
uh, to this later. Yes, we've probably already played the games <laughs> at this stage, but um, <laughs> yeah. it, it, it's great. And um, I'm very, very excited to jump into both games just because we haven't had a flight sim style Star Wars game on its own for a long time, even though that was flying in Battlefront 2 and stuff, but just having a standalone yeah. flying game is cool. We have not had a new Crash game for a long time. We had the remaster a couple of years ago, which was fantastic, but all new levels, all new things that's going to be crazy i haven't watched really anything on it so i don't really know what to expect and i'm kicking off that at midnight tonight so i'm very very excited yes and yeah um yeah that's it guys that's uh that's that's the end of episode 91 but thanks everyone for hanging out and listening to this remember you can find us always at www.podbean.com slash game train podcast uh facebook facebook.com slash game train podcast instagram at Game Train Podcast on Twitter at Game Train Talk on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Game Train Twitch where we now do all our podcasts live stream before we send them out audio later on which I've got to catch up on six episodes and sending that out but because I'm a bad person. Anyway, uh, Kyle, anything else before we roll out here? Catch me on twitch.tv slash the lyrical to see my things. Also, my things. Uh, also, Callan, you're not a bad person because you were working on generosity and yeah. preparing for that, which is the absolute opposite of being a bad person. <laughs> you also look different for people <laughs> who are listening and haven't uh, been watching us on the live stream. Callan is a naked face now, much like myself very often, uh, because he shaved his hair and beard to raise money for cancer. The dude is a mother effing saint. Thank you very much for looking ridiculous for a few days for us. It's all come good now. It's looking You're really good person. now. I'm actually quite happy with it. <laughs> but just for like one day, you look like Michael Jackson from The Simpsons. But now you're back to that <laughs> handsome talent and the beard will keep growing. And I'm excited for it. Thank you for hanging out, guys. All right. And this has been Game Train. Oh.